I am unashamed. What about you? So you he's, you think coming? You think your dog is now ready for? Yeah. he is a prime time player. I mean, I get a dog that has never hunted, and the guy said, "You need a duck dog. I got the dog for you." His name is Biggin, and he's a small lab, which is weird. <laughs> it took him about a month to get over just a, if this the move. dog makes the the cut. I will give you a crisp one hundred dollar bill. Okay, I'll consider that done. Yeah, that's a bet. And you give me a hundred if you say, you know what, there's more to it than BCI. And I said, oh yeah, <laughs> not many great ones. Well, you got to remember. I something. didn't see a great one until I run up on Old Blue. That's the only dog I ever seen but that was a show enough retriever. He's a great retriever, but whatever his greatness was is nullified due not to the wine. Not at all. He has he's retrieved thousands of ducks, but he's also flared off thousands, tens of thousands, because nope. he won't shut up. Nope. Oh yeah. <laughs> not true. Get you some chew in the back, and let's talk about this. He bothered you, but he didn't bother me. <laughs> well, it's because you can't hear. If, if oh, I you... can hear, I got I got the earplug in. I can hear. A... <laughs> well, you don't have the past gas <laughs> and a half mile. <laughs> the dog, look. Al, you, does the dog whine while we hunt? No, be honest. From a half mile, that, I just had to let that soak in. <laughs> I don't know if you if you really hear that. It depends on. There's different ways to do that because some of the worst ones don't that's, make a sound. That's funny. So, well, so I'm you, just I, I, I'm a little upset. So, so, Dad, you're doubting that. This dog is really ready. Is that is that what I'm based the odds on? Of having, yeah, based having, on odds. He's never the seen odds this dog. Of having a two great retrievers is narrow, but we we'll see. Yeah. Well, you're but you haven't even seen the dog, and you're like, nope. He, I'm just saying I mean, that's just crazy. It, there's no use in saying this is going to be a great one before you watch him hunt. I, he, I mean, he's that's hunted. going way out there on a limb. I got the greatest dog. You say, have you ever hunted him? He said, no, I never hunted him. No, I never <laughs> said he was the greatest dog. I just said he now, will be. Now, if he watched him retrieve for a year, based on the last year, and I saw he retrieved, 10, he retrieved 917 ducks last year, and he did it in a hurry, I'd say, you could, may have something there, Jace. But until you see him work, well, there's no way to know. But so most of but them at I've some had point in the process, didn't, didn't work out. Look, didn't work out. I had the last dog I had, I took him duck hunting the first time, and I thought, nope. The one I had before that, I took him hunting the first time, and I went, eh, no. I you took, can learn a lot from your yard training. I mean, on you know, dummies and stuff, but I had them. They worked dummies. They had it all down, sit, stay, quiet. When it came time to duck hunt, they had a problem. Right. You say, what was the problem? They didn't like the duck hunt. Well, this dog likes the dog, the dog did not like. The, I've had them do everything right, but when they swam out and got to the duck, they just broke and brought, run the other way. They instead of picking him up, they just got away and they scared them. The duck actually scared them. Yeah. I said, I cannot believe some so, of them. We've shoot ducks and they never move. They're sleep, and they just sleep. And you try to gouge them and say, Let's go. We got some ducks. They didn't. They didn't want to duck hunt. They're cold. But I'm, what I, I agree with all this. But what I'm telling you is, I took the dog duck hunting. He, the teal came in. I raised up and shot him. He did not even break when I shot. He looked at me and I said, "Back." Did he bring and them all back to you? Everyone will ask one of them. We'll see. 
including while we're out there, I walked because there was a couple that was way down. Remember, so look, he took off running. One of them tried to get up. He he's he's not dead. He jumped up, caught the duck in flight, rolled about twice, came back. When he handed me the duck, a teal come flying by. I just boom. He falls on dry land, I would say 70 yards in a thicket. So I said, Bah. He went in there. I heard him. <laughs> he come back, I'd say, three minutes later, had a duck in his mouth. I, I'm just saying, for the first time he'd ever gone, he exceeded my That's expectations. That's a good time. Oh, it was a real a good, good time. time. And now. But you got to remember, Jason, the grand scheme of things, a truism that is always there, which you can live with both. It's not, you're not being unkind. But all Labrador retrievers, retrieving dogs, and all women, they have quirks. Here we go. Quirks. <laughs> I don't see You a learn comparison. to live with the quirks, so, but, but you say, are there going to be some quirks with your dog and your woman? That'd be a positive. Yes, See, when you say quirks. that, every woman Well, listening... I've got this woman. She has no quirks. I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. Be honest with me. They said, oh, I think you've offended about half the population because they're like, why are you comparing me to a dog? I'm just saying because there is a comparison. Quirks. You live with them. It's not like, you know, blue quirks. You say sitting there and whining. I wonder if there's any whining women around on planet Earth. You said maybe there's a few. So do I wonder men? If there's a few. Well, that was my question. Do men so have be, quirks? To be fair, blue do men- can get belligerent at times, you know, and just jump the gun and two and you know gets a little too upset over small matters. I'm like, I wonder if there's any women that just seem to be a little feisty and a little bit they. they I think you have relationship uh, issues, Phil. <laughs> So, Dad, I think people would find this hard to believe that uh, we do take our the health of our teeth uh, quite seriously, yep. which is kind of interesting because you look at us, you tend to think of, yeah, these guys, you know, a lot of people say you're from Louisiana. That's where they invented the toothbrush because they yeah. don't have one tooth, you know, yeah. but that that's not really true. Uh, we take that quite seriously. You, you've had a lot of... Uh, you you try to take care of your teeth, right? Yep. Brush regularly. Yep. Um, so we, we've got a, a new product we want to tell our folks about, and it's called Quip. And uh, you know, I've been using electric toothbrush for a while. These guys, because it, it's so much better than just what you can generate in terms of to your teeth. So basically, you're supposed to brush two minutes twice a day is better than once a day. Usually, when you get up or probably before you go to bed, floss uh, as well as that. But you need a little bit more than just a normal toothbrush, you know, to, to accomplish that. So these folks uh, have come up with a really well-designed uh, toothbrush. Uh, it, you know, it's it's the electric kind that can, you know, work in your gums and all that better than you can, as well as uh, some really good toothpaste. Mm-hmm. The, their thing is they'll send you, you know, about once a quarter, you get some fresh heads for the because they wear out quick. You know, if you use it properly like it's supposed to. Yep. And so uh, basically. A lot of folks uh, have signed up for this. It's a good way to be able to take care of your teeth. Uh, people would look at you and say, you know, I, I doubt Robertson is really worried about his teeth, but you do, right? I mean, you for think sure. it's important. Yeah. Man, need to brush your teeth. Electric. Hey, 
It's like a outboard motor. You either paddle it, you got a motor on the back of your boat. <laughs> well, there you go. It's it's like having an outboard in your mouth for that, your teeth. That's it. So we want you to sign up with these guys. If you go to getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P, getquip.com slash Robertson. If you do that right now, you're going to get your first refill free. Like I said, they'll send it you some fresh uh, materials about once a quarter. Uh, if you go to getquip.com slash Robertson, uh, get that first refill for free. And uh, it's a good habit. It's a good habit to be in. Yep. Take care of your teeth. You only get one set from the Almighty. I say take care of them. You know, who wants dentures and all the problems that go with that? So getquip.com slash Robertson. Check it out. This is this I'm is married going to your mother. I'm married to your mother, who is a quiet, gentle woman. You say, "Are there a lot of Labrador retrievers that are quiet and gentle?" <laughs> yes, there are. And you say that is a good thing. But you say, "But all of them have some kind of quirks." But I would say every man has a quirk. Oh yeah, men yeah. are quirky yeah. too. So True. if we were three women, sitting but I'm there. just speaking as a man. I'm the, I didn't say I don't have any quirks. I'm just saying. Dogs and women have quirks. You say, well, what about men? They got a few. You learn to live with it, Jay. Here's what's weird. You'll find these things out some when you get a little older. You're young. Phil, I'm old. We're all old here. No, I mean, the other day, I'll tell you, old, uh, this dog, you know, when I let him out of the pen, he takes off, you know, running. So I just, I don't know, I was feeling pretty good. So I, I took off running with him. I yep. ran about, I'd say, 20 steps, hamstring just, <laughs> it didn't pop. It just got so tight. I, I and So you're like the football player. All of a sudden you start, because yeah, you, gra- you have start, to grab it. It's just I, I'm, natural. I'm gimpy. Of course, then I look up, there's, there's Missy. Just remember, ne- out there. never she try sees to outrun this. your dog. Well, <laughs> they're, they're, better, they're better equipped to run. My point is, I'm not as young as I used to be. But <laughs> but you, are you quirky? That's my question. Oh, I know. Is I have quirky. <laughs> So how would you, you Jace compare remember to the this lab whole, quirky? This whole argument started when I said I'm I'm really feeling good about my dog. This is how the conversation <laughs> feels then with nope. Nope. <laughs> Got to see him. I mean, he's basing I've, his I've basing him. his evidence on one day out there. Well, I'm okay. glad he did it then. The well, dog, let's but, be positive. I'm yeah. saying it's been more positive than negative. The other dogs I've had, I thought, oh, it's negative. I'm trying to I'll make wait till a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'll wait about half the season because the cold hits and then they got to break the ice. I see them in every every phase. All of that. So tell me this because people have asked, what's Blue's status? Because we kind of have this whole conversation started earlier this year. You always need two because physical ailments, um, and they're like any uh, animals are like uh, humans. I mean, they'll have they'll be get sick. There's vet time. You need a you sub. Know. You got to have uh, a sub. You well, need some your, backup. Your dog, his quirk is one of the most annoying quirks imaginable, which is constant whining. Yep. In the blind, so he want he's wanting to go get retrieve every every second of every minute, and it's in he's his DNA. Go. He can't he, stop. Yep. He and he can't help himself. And except for dad. However, I have have him on a regiment now. Uh, via his brother is a great dog, and the guy I got blue from, uh, there was about three of them there, but he kept one, and I and he gave me one. I say he gave me one. I paid for the for for blue. So there's two coming out of the same litter, brothers. Both of them tend to whine, and they're 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 all keyed up. So he got it got his on a Prozac regiment. 
couple of weeks before duck Prozac. season. Start getting them. Is Prozac. That I, I never heard of it, but they said that's what it is. Is it like Prozac for dogs, or is it like actual- it's, it's Prozac for me and our men, 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 our dogs, and it calms <laughs> pump. Evidently, it calms things down. Well, we've got him on that Prozac. I noticed the barking pretty well dried up. You know, he was trying to jump out of the pen when he, every time he pull up. Now he's just standing there, and I thought, well. And Blondie said, give him like one during the hunting season, give him a Prozac every day and start two or three weeks for duck season, and, and it's a downer. So he basically, it's taken the all of that nervous energy. Prozac, for the record, whatever we're... Prozac is, evidently it it tones you down. For well, well, the record, Blondie's... we're not recommending this <laughs> yes. to any. <laughs> Don't try. This. Well, let me Unless hunt with my consult. dog, and if Blue stops whining and stops, and it calms him down to where he can still function well, but it takes the whining out of him. I'm I'm all for consult your vet or blind a man named Blondie. Yeah. Before you do, before you try this, is what we're saying. The vet, the vet was all for it. He said, he it's says, it's a good idea. I can't he's even believe this is this legal before. in our society. You can give these drugs to dogs. It just seems like well, that dogs are on. I mean, they get drugs just like we do. Well, sure. Really? Oh, he gets heartworm oh, treatment, and I don't well, know what all that. I understand, but this now we're into the psyche of a the dog. Mental well, health, well, the mental health of a dog is one of the quirks this dog has is his mood tends to be he's too hyper, so. If you have something that won't kill him and it, and it calms him down, well, it's for the good of the good of the hunt. Well, oh, especially because Jay's the old colloquialism that nobody likes a whiner applies to everybody but Dad because he doesn't mind a whiner. That's the first song I would teach my kids when they were little. <laughs> I learned to live with it because he's such a great retriever. I just learned to live with the whining, but I'd a lot rather live without it. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I mean, I wish he would just sit there quietly. When my kids got three or four years old, I would teach them a song, and it'd go like this: Nobody likes a whiner. <laughs> it's all my kids well, say. It, so everybody knows it. Oh, this dog. Well, that's what I'm saying. Feels like well, the dog's not gonna be good as my dog. Well, here's my dog. He's quiet. He's got to be a really a good lab to make the retrieves blue is made. So what if he's quiet and makes half of them? I I would rather take that trade off. I it, wouldn't. I'd rather the skill set well, is what we, I'm interested in. We have in. different. We have a, we have a different set of what annoys us. If we uh, shoot green wing teal, a small duck, blue is smart enough to say, "Let's see now. If I go get one and bring him back, <clears throat> and I go get the other and bring him back, oh, where's a bunch of teal come in? Boom, 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 boom. There's uh, nine teal on the water." Whichever one is crippled and is trying to get away, Blue goes get them first. I didn't train him to do that. He's smart enough to say, I need to get that one because that one's going to go. He gets him. Great. Well, he says, while I'm at it, since they're small, I'll just pick up a couple more with him. So he'll bring back three teal. I get the three teal, and I say, there's another one. And, and he turns, and he's gone. He counts them. He knows how many fail, and he'll just go get them. And he's bringing them back two and three at a time in his mouth. He just got a mouth full of teal because they're small. Yeah. And he brings it. So small ducks, he brings at least two. He, he says, speed it up. So he's all about, let's let's get it. So That's great. You don't teach if, that. If he, it just, whine, he just knows that. Because what the whining does, then it makes me tempted to get on you know, Prozac, and I've never tried that. Yeah. But the whining is literally, I would lay, on, lay in bed So you're, what you're saying is either – Either blue takes Prozac or all the rest of us have to take Prozac. It just about, yeah. that's about where well, it is. I said, let me get another dog 
because this this winding is driving me absolutely insane, and we'll it see. does flare ducks. He'll have quirks. Hopefully, they, they won't tend, get in the way of your treatment. You tend to forgive him because of all the great things, and he's your dog. I tend to just look at it openly and say the dog whines too much. He's flaring ducks, and he he jumps early too. That's another one of his bad habits. You know, he'll he'll run out there when nothing happens. If anybody, if you just move in a way that he thinks you're fixed to shoot. So I mean, he's got he's he got tends some to problems. do that earlier, yeah, not later. That's true. He's on a razor edge. I have noticed that that uh, if it's a slow day and we're not doing very well, and we, and we just have you know a few ducks, blue at about ten o'clock, ten eleven o'clock in the morning, he'll just go over and jump in the boat or the Argo, and that's him telling us Time to go. It, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, he and look, he's never wrong. When he goes and says, you know, he goes from all fired up, he jumps in the, runs down there and jumps in the boat of the Argo, said, I'll wait on y'all because it ain't happening. Y'all might as well pack them well, up. I have yeah. to say, out of all the things Blue has done, the one thing that impressed me, <clears throat> he went up in my eyes whenever Sai was taking a nap and snoring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's laying in the back of the blind. Blue came through the blind, looked over at Sai, went over and hiked his leg <laughs> and just peed all over Sai's back. He did. Yeah, and I thought he he does that when he gets bad vibes. Also, like Jay's, <laughs> no, Jay's he turn his head. Jay's turn his head. He he'll pee on his boots in a minute. <laughs> he growls at me. He don't like me. I yeah. don't like him. So it's understood. We don't like each other because he knows I don't like I don't like his whining. Now, when we get out after a duck, he works. We work well together then. But like just being friendly and that dog, your dog is not friendly. Listen, we'll like hunt anybody. and it'll be an evening hunt, and at, at four fifteen. We shoot a bunch of ducks, and one of them is on a dying sail, we call it, meaning he's been hit hard, but he goes down a quarter mile. Jace kind of marks roughly where he, where the duck went down. When we get up and leave, we always remember that duck, and we, we count him as prob- probably we'll get him. Yeah. And he's a quarter mile. The duck fell in the woods a quarter mile away over there. Just see him go down a dot. I'd see a dot go down through the trees where Jace kind of marks it. We get in the wheelers. We get all leave the duck blind. We're done. Legal shooting ours is over. We go over there about where that duck went down. Then we get blue out of the rigs and hunt him up. And I mean, he takes off out of right in there. Yeah, me and I'm that dog. Amazingly, work. just yeah. about every time he brings back that duck, sometime dead, sometime alive. Probably the best. Which is knows. a good tip. Yeah, because you got to factor in where the wind. So you start. You get him on a line where the wind. Is blowing toward him. Yep, and if, coming it, from the duck to him. And he just basically does a grid search until he picks up that scent. Yeah. Then he yep. goes online and he gets him. But that's pretty amazing. Over ninety percent of the time, if it's I'm it's unbelievable. Enough, I mean, he will get them three hours after you shot them, or and they fall at a quarter mile away. I'm like, well, we'll yeah, go we have a high look. probability that's, of that, which is good because nobody likes a down, you know, duck, which you know. Yeah, try to say we go to great pains if a duck yeah. falls we don't care if he it. fell a quarter yeah. mile away we're yeah. going after that duck yeah we don't believe in wanton ways so these no. are these so somebody are, asked a question so i'll ask you guys because uh, we've been talking about dogs and he's got a chocolate lab <clears throat> which you know my theory on chocolate labs that i mean i've seen some great ones but chocolates are a little quirky because you know they're a they're a breed down in other words you you take a yellow and a black and cross them, you get a chocolate. Yep. So you start breaking down the breed of a dog, you never know what you're going to get. Well, this guy has a chocolate I've seen lab. some great chocolates. I have too, some chocolates. I had a chocolate. And he, I had one that didn't know come in from his, second. His name was yep. Snickers. Remember Snickers? 
I don't want even. I don't want anyone want to think about it. <laughs> Snickers. I remember Snickers. <laughs> I trained Snickers. You know, some you woman named him. You know, his wife probably Missy called. Let's call him Snickers. Well, he looked like he probably looked like a Snickers because that's a chocolate bar. So yeah, maybe so. Uh, so we shot the first duck. I looked at Snickers. I said, "Back, Snickers." No. <laughs> Too cold. Snickers was thinking about a candy Too, bar. Snickers Too would retrieve in the yard, but Snickers didn't like gun gunfire, which is a problem with some some dogs. Some dogs are gunshot. Oh yeah. This dog was gunshot. I had one. They get they get a post, tie the dog to the post, get out in a low depressed area, and drive you a post up, tie your dog to it, and just start shooting. And next day you go out there and you start shooting till he finally says. You know, they're not. There's nothing wrong with this shooting. That you you can break them. Like some kind of weird torture. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> well, that's it, we have a dog, it, which comes down to the guy's. What is well, his, his question, question? Is is he got a year old dog? So he wants to know if he's got a duck dog. So he looked at like sending him off to camp, but they're expensive. You know, if you can get yeah. somebody to train him. So you he's wondering if there's o- any any hunt tips. over him for well, a couple of weeks, and and it'll pretty well tell the story. But you, I think you do have to get a few things established you know the set the the routine which because i have this dog now he he's been trained but it's hard to just turn the switch on you know you can tell if they like to retrieve but Mm. you know my little i got a little dog what's it i don't even know what kind of dog that is it looks annoying yeah, it's would be the word i would cross breed uh it's about six inches long but it it, it barks incessantly. So as soon as you get, you don't even have to go <laughs> into awesome. Jace's house. You talk about an alarm system. Oh, it is. You get within a hundred yards of his house, and you that hear dog. Rah, 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 that dog. This crying. dog he's yeah, talking this, about. This little, no, not my lab. I have oh. a guard dog. One of little fluffy little things. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's about. I it's less than dog. a foot long. Like you'd pick it up. It weighs about eight Let ounces. Let me tell you something. If anybody comes with anywhere near my house, I know it. I hear him just. <laughs> oh, it and, it sound it's trying to sound like a bad and dude, it, and you look down and you think you know you could one puff of smoke and it can't even bite you. But I, no. I would keep him. That that might save your life. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, guard I, dog, I, I guard love, dog. I love that dog. Alert yeah. dog. But what I'm saying is she'll retrieve, and she don't. But even, the guy who wrote you the letter about the dog, <clears throat> you know, they're going to have quirks, but he just so needs, what would you he say? needs to hunt over him for a couple of weeks. At least. The thing about the com- what's the most essential commands for this guy? So obviously you got to teach him how to sit. He has sit to down sit and stay, and then back until you to shoot. Go get your duck, whatever. Just well, call his name or throw a dummy. Just, right. Just call his name. <clears throat> it, there has to be a sit and stay because if if there's not a sit and stay, you just got a dog that, roaming they, around. Well, him. right. I mean, you, my dog. I mean, that's the first thing we do. I, that dog doesn't get fed until he sit. And when I let him out, I sit and you stay i'll walk off he's sitting he's still sitting there because mm-hmm. in a blind he's gonna be there for hours yeah and he just got to get over our it. dogs yeah. are whistle trained meaning we call their name boom, 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 boom. we shoot he's supposed to sit there but during duck hunting i've just learned <clears throat> he used to do that but now when we shoot i don't mind him going get out there and get I him don't and bring either, him but back. he shouldn't leave before you shoot that's right that's bad but well, you got to because... train him that but mine he runs out there you say well what happens if he doesn't see the ducks fall sometimes they fall back behind the blind well blue i'll call his name he'll run out there he doesn't know where to go cuz he didn't see him fall 
Well, he runs out there about 10 yards. I blow the whistle. He looks back at me, and I point back this way behind the blind. You got, said, if you're going to oh, duck hunt, you, well, you got to have the whistle. You got to yep. have the whistle. So he, he runs. He go my hand signal. I'm going – I point behind the blind. Well, he runs around the blind. He's out there in a thicket. Sometime I'll get up on my edge of the blind where I can see him, and he's gone too far. I blow the whistle, and they look, and I'm like – I move my hand to the right. He said, okay, I'm all, well, he, he gets on him. See, I lead him in there with the whistle. Yeah. Blow the whistle, he so stops. Trust, which which way? And I either say back, enough, straight back, or yeah, right or I mean, left. He's got to trust you enough to follow well, directions. Got to trust you. Training a dog is an everyday ordeal. I mean, for weeks and months. So, I mean, you can do it. I mean, I'm doing it. I know it's it's time sensitive, but. If and you, sometimes you can – I notice you and, and Jay, sometimes you can take him down to a, a pond or a lake and you have no dummies doubt. and you're you using your water. You can see what he'll do, but still feels right. You never really get it until they go duck hunting. Right. And he was like – oh, but I just thought he performed, my dog performed way better than my expectations. And and I, first I saw some smart. He he was putting it all together right before my eyes, which was on oh, one one bunch of ducks, impressive. which is what he's talking about. He's got that under his belt, and that's a and positive sign. Every since we've trained since then, way better. Now now he goes out there and he's using his nose. We never was doing that before, because now I only use either real ducks or wings. I'll put wings on dummies because if you just have the dummy, he thinks we're playing. But if you put a wing, I'll tape a wing on the dummy and I'll hide it. When I send him over there with a whistle, well, he's just using his nose. He has no idea where it's at. Cause in the real duck, duck hunting situation, you're not, you're not throwing a duck. So I, I don't like throwing stuff. I, I you like, think it takes them. Then they, unless it's thrown, they don't know. Well, what then he gets it. Cause like when he got the one in the thicket, he was like, there was no, I wasn't sure, exactly sure where it fell. So I got him with the whistle in the general location, he then used his nose, and he's got to want to do it. He's got to get it. It's a light bulb that's got to go off. Well, they're hardwired. I've had a lot of dogs. Blue's the best one, but uh, as far as pure retriever. But I got by with a lot of dogs that were like little females that were just slow, as steady as she goes. They were, they were never fast at anything. They would just go out there, and they'd pick them up, and they'd walk back. Well, I've had those, but... I'd rather yeah, have the high-strung ones that you, get it, get it, get after it. You, you know, get hard to compare dogs because they're all different. My dog's different. I, I just, I like, I like this dog. Is, is all I was saying. We'll see how it turns out. So, you, you uh, want to take him on opening day, Jace? I'd love to. Yeah, take him. Yeah, take him, take him, and we'll grade him. Yeah, I, I mean, you won't need a Prozac. I can tell you that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> us or the dog. Us or the dog. This dog will sit here. That's his best quality is his manners. Well, that's good. All right, so hopefully yeah. that helped out our, uh, I don't know your name, but uh, you with the Chocolate Lab. So where are these questions Some tips. coming from? They're coming from all sorts of places, Facebook, YouTube, uh, which we've been encouraging people to write in uh, so we can answer a few of your questions on the podcast. This was a pretty good one, I thought. This is from Joseph. It comes through Facebook. And uh, <clears throat> he said, he is, I guess it's him, but he's talking about the struggle with identity after a sinful life. And uh, we've talked about that pretty openly here and other places. It says, Phil has talked about his past, running around with Miss K. Yep. How does someone not let what they've done become who they are? Uh, Which is a pretty remember, good question. My, yep. my mode of operandi 
is a, a very simple one. Listen, to, what's that guy's name? Joseph. Joseph, uh, get in the book of Acts. Get in the book of Acts. It's over toward the toward the back. Let's see. Let's see. Uh-oh. Uh, toward the back. Toward, toward the back. The I know where it is on the page. Uh, so uh, this is. Well, while a, you're looking, let me read this. All right. when you got to remember, when you look at characters in the Bible, I hate calling them characters because these were real people. But you just look at Saul versus Paul. I mean, this guy could not be any worse. He, I mean, his claim to fame was killing people that followed Jesus. He was a terrorist. He was a a first century terrorist. And I even thought about that after he had his moment with God and he came to the Lord. Just think of all the people and all the churches he went to and all the letters he wrote where there were people in their get togethers that that were the remnants of families that he had killed. Personally suffered. That's That's right. right. Yeah. So here's what but, he here's what he said, Joseph. Okay. This is a repentant. That's what I was gonna read. You're in Acts 26. Look, I'm that's in it. Acts he's a repentant murderer, and he said to King. He was talking to to, to the big dog. You got to remember, every once in a while, even here, you run upon the head dog of whatever, whether it's a monarchy, dictatorship, king. Well, the Apostle Paul bounced off of him from time to time. And it happens, too, in modern-day America. But the bottom line is, King Agrippa was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. First to those in Damascus. Where are you at? On what verse? Verse 20. Then to those in Jerusalem, Joseph, and all Judea, and to the Gentiles. He's saying, to everybody I run up on. I preach that they should repent. So he asked about the sinful life and how do you reach the identity? You start by doing this right here. Repent, which is change your mind about your previous lifestyle and say, I I am done with that. Jesus will be Lord and master. There's a confession you make before you're baptized that they should repent and turn to God. And you've done that. And here's the key and prove their repentance by their deeds. The point is, you say, what's the, what's the way to show people that although I was a very sinful person, I turned to God, what's my new identity? It goes from lying, stealing, cursing, drunkenness, immorality. It goes from that kind of lifestyle to love, joy. You're proving your repentance, peace, patience. You used to be impatient. Nobody's going to tell me I can't have sex. Who I want? All these things that come up with patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. You say that is proof. The qualities that begin to come forth from you, it proves you are a repentant man because there's no more cursing. There's no more bitterness. There's no more hatred. There's none of that stuff. I think stuff. the question, though, is, well, what happens when that does occur in isolated incidents, even after you come to Christ? Because it's hard to live in grace because you would think, oh, well, since Jesus died and I have knowledge of this, I would never sin again. But we do. So, you know, I was going to read three verses before we did go to the same chapter, which is really weird. That wasn't planned. But when Saul was struck down here in chapter 26, the Lord 
said, why are you persecuting me? That's in verse 14. And then I love 15 because he asked, who are you, Lord? I mean, here's the person he's persecuting, and he wasn't sure there's this voice from heaven. Now he's been struck down, and he didn't know exactly who it was, but whoever it was was Lord. Was big. Was big. Big. Bigly. I bet I, I can't mess with this one. Every time I hear that, I think I could oh, see, but now I'm blind. Big, 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 he's big. on his hands and knees. He's blind, yeah. crawling around the road, saying, hey, "Who are you, Lord?" And he, he said, talked. "He said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting." And then verse 17 says, "I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles, and I'm sending you to them." Now, this is the worst person. He, he uh, basically a Christian terrorist. Yep. But he says this, which I think goes in with what you said about repentance. It says. I am sending you there to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith. And the reason I'm bringing that up is he basically said, I'm sending you to do that, but that's what's going to happen indirectly. I think he was speaking to him. That's what's going to happen to you. You're going from darkness to light. And I've always said how to answer the idea about how do we, how, when we sin and, you know, even though we're trying not to now, because we're under the power of God, not the power of the evil one, how do we view that? Well, I think that one concept there from being in darkness to light, think about it. When you sin before you come to Christ, you're always trying to hide it. You lie about it. You uh, embellish, you, you're constantly looking around. You don't want it to come out. And that's what they say, you know, the cover up. You're living a lie living a lie well the difference in sinning after you're a christian is is that concept about light when you do mess up you confess your sins one to another and to god you know you read first john one and chapter two we have and everybody that sees you realizes you're not like you used to be that's right but they you say but what about when i do make a mistake it's not it, it, counted against you because yeah. Jesus is there 24-7 at the right hand of the Father. It's where he is now to constantly cleanse you of any sin. Yeah. As long as you walk in the light. You say, you're in the light. You say, what about when I blow it? You better be thankful for what's called grace. But, you know, right. one thing I would say, <clears throat> I think using Paul as the example, y'all are right on target, is that there seems to be, when you look at Paul, and then you look at other people's lives, and Dad, you're a perfect example. Uh, in some ways, so was I. That sometimes the the worst people live when they are converted, they have huge opportunities to bless a lot of people. And I don't know if it's just because you did. Look, it's safe to say when you read all the epistles that Paul wrote, he there was an identity complex with Paul all the way through. Yep. Here's what he said in First Corinthians 15. Remember, he said Jesus appeared. He's talked about the gospel being the uh-huh. first importance. He said, Jesus appeared to the disciples and to all these other people, and then to me, like one who was abnormally born. That's the way the NIV puts it. Yep. So the idea is he realized he didn't come in the natural, normal way that all the other disciples did. In all of his letters, he seems like a lesser. He keeps talking about, I know, you know, you, you don't trust me, you don't, you know, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, I'm the worst one of the, the bunch. Worst of the, the worst of sinners. So to, to Joseph's point, I think you can make a decision, and Paul made one, that you can say, well, I was terrible. He was a low-down, murdering dog. Right, and so now in Christ, my identity is that gives me the opportunity to really be a shining example. 
which is I the, think you've despite, been because he says you come to these two places, you get forgiveness of sins. So just, but it's hard to acknowledge that because you you know when you sin, you mess up, especially the what he was doing. This terrible, terrible. You just you're loaded down with guilt. He was worse than I was, and that's saying a lot. That's right. Yeah. And I didn't it, get around to murdering said, Christians. And you're, and you're embarrassed. But you it know? says I'm also going to give you a place among the sanctified, and that's what people struggle with. They don't. You just think you you think well, I'm not good enough to be in a place with the sanctified, which is those who have been set apart despite their sin because of forgiveness. They're viewed as representatives of of Jesus, you know, sons right. and daughters of God. It's just hard to take that place because you're like, well, I have so many sins. I wanted to read uh, John three <clears throat> nineteen. John three sixteen gets all the press. God loves you know so loved the world. He sent Jesus. And then he, you know, comes up in 17 saying that he was not, it wasn't his intention to condemn the world because that's what people feel when they they have really bad sins. I mean, they, they feel like, well, you know, I, I need to be condemned. God's for you and he wants you to make it yeah. despite your sin. So he gets to 19. I was, I was trying to explain this to my daughter because, um, you know, when you're 13, 14, 15, she's 16 now. She was kind of struggling with this same concept of being open about our sins. Right. Because I was like any kid or, you know, most kids, when you ask them, did you do this? Well, they'd rather lie because they're, they're in that cover-up mode. They right. don't want to disappoint. And I'm like, no, you have to be open and honest. And here's why. And I read this. I saw a light bulb kind of go on when I read this because I was saying, because then it's no longer about you. It, God loves you and wants you a place have a place among the sanctified and to forgive you despite your occasional sins. But you have to respond in a, in a way that's living in the light with honesty. No, that's why the worst thing you can do is lie. That's why the evil one is the father of all lies, which is why I went to Acts 26. He's like part of going out from under the control of the evil one. Cause he is the father of all lies. That's your mode of operati when you sin. To going from God, which is you're open and honest. But here's why you're open and honest. It says this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, Jesus. But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. It's not like they they love darkness just to be in darkness. They had a lot of evil deeds, and so they, they chose to live in darkness, which is the cover-up. They liked darkness because their deeds were evil. So they don't want anybody to know what's going on. And then he says, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed, which is what we have going on, and which is why people struggle living a Christian life even though they have sin because they're like, oh, if, if they know that I did this, they're not going to love me. When God says the here's a Here's a but great let, text, by let, the way. Let me read the last verse. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, and this is the key phrase for me, so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. That's why I said it's no longer about you. We're back on proving your repentance, which is a great thing. Oh, this is a very great verse that Peter said. This is Second Peter, Jonathan, verse 9. Uh, end of time is being discussed here when it's all going to be. 3-9 or 2-9? 3-9. God's patient with you, the human race, Here's a key thing you need to remember. 
uh, is Jonathan, is that a name? Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, not wanting God, it, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He's just saying, Peter's saying, look, he doesn't want to burn anyone. He's trying to, he loved you like Jace just got through reading in the book of John. He's, he's, he's patient with people not wanting anyone to perish. He wants to save us. All we have to do is say, I need to prove who I am. I think also. And when, when my past comes up, give them the, give them the, give them the bad news on the front end. Tell them, say, listen, I used to be whatever it was you were into, but now I'm not like that anymore. I'm a changed man. Had a change of heart, which is what repentance is. Two verses came to mind. One is in Romans 6 when, of all things, there was a question asked, shall I go on sinning so that grace may increase? Which is kind of this guy's question. You know, what? why, how do I deal with sin now that I'm under grace, even though I'm trying not to, and I'm focused on loving other people, but I still sin? Well, Paul, of all things, brought up what happened when you were baptized when that question was asked in Romans 6. It wasn't an explanation on baptism. It was an explanation on why you shouldn't sin so that grace may increase. Why you shouldn't say, well, yeah, I'm under grace. Let me just, you know, God's going to forgive me for it. So why not? It's that little process. So he says in Romans 6, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So we he goes to this in, this reenactment of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. My point is he gets down to verse 6 and he says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. And I think Paul's point, which is my point to the question, uh, Jonathan, is that sometimes you just got to go back to what you reenacted in baptism and think, you know, you know what I used to, I killed that guy back there. You know, when we mess up and Paul addresses that in the next chapter in Romans seven, this battle, this spiritual warfare between doing allowing the spirit to control your life versus your old sinful self and it's a famous chapter it's really confusing to read but it i think it's done that way on purpose because we've all been at those moments and i'll just read a little bit a segment of it it's in romans 7 uh verse 15 it says i do not understand what i do for what i want to do i do not do but what i hate to do And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I I cannot carry it out. Which was this guy's question. I have the, I I just can't seem to get going. Well, hey, welcome to being a human, human being. Even though we've crucified the old sinful self, there's still this law at work. Thinking back 
to Romans 6, the previous chapter. Oh, yeah, I reenacted Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So I'll end with this. It gets down to the end in verse 20, 23, and he says, I see a law at work in the members of my body. This is 7.23, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of, of sin. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? And then he says, but thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ultimately, it's got to get back to Jesus' death on a cross, his resurrection, and you surrendering to that. Who that, is the, that that's what he who said. Who was the little wormy guy and old brother were out there out of the three guys? Was it Delmer? Yeah, when he said, Remember I when Delmer, he goes and he gets baptized and he comes out and he says, the preacher said my sins are forgiven. Yeah. He said, even that bank job I did in Yazoo City. And he yeah. said, well, I thought you said you didn't do that bank job. He said, well, I lied and I'm forgiven <laughs> of that too. <laughs> I thought the same thing when he said that. I thought, yep. That's it. It's always the sin and it's the cover up. And then here's Jesus on a cross. But now you can just be, you know, say, hey, you know, it's, it's like you were saying, Dad, when you were talking about Trump, you know, you're like, Man, the best thing you could ever done back in 16 was get baptized. And then when every time they bring up the past, you say, that was old Trump. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but see, I think he's on to something. The, I think the number one reason people don't go public for Jesus, and I mean share with their friends or their family, is because they have sins, which is true. Everybody has sins. But there's, there's enough passages about we're, that's what we're supposed to do. But people say, well, I can't do it because I've sinned in my life. But God uses us despite that. That's right. We've been forgiven. We, we show them whatever happened, happened because of God. The great news is the great text in Romans chapter 4 there, Jonathan. Blessed is the man. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. Is this Joseph? Jonathan <laughs> Joseph, Joseph, same thing. Him, I called him Joseph. He's yeah. Joseph. Blessed He's is Joseph. the man whose sins are forgiven. Blessed is the man whose sins are are covered. Let's see, I got forgiven, covered, and then that last statement is a doozy, Jonathan. Joseph. Jonathan Either Joseph. Way. Hey, Joseph. You're both. That last one there, uh, uh, Joseph says, blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. That's, That's what you have when you get in Jesus. It's yeah. because of Jesus and your position, Joseph, being in Jesus. There's no sin there. Right. You're protected, yeah. and you walk in the light, do the best you can, but when you stumble, say, Lord, what can I say? I'm a weak man, and I rely on your forgiveness the rest of my and life actually, on planet Earth. And actually, according to Revelation 12, 11, it actually helps you overcome. You know, in, in that text, John is talking about the evil one coming to the earth, and it said, they, the saints, overcame the evil one by the blood of the Lamb, that's Jesus, by the word of their testimony. In other words, they were willing to talk about it. This is what he did for me. Yep. And the fact that they did not love this life so much that they would shrink back, even from death. Yep. So you're willing to go to the max. And so I think famous people, we're famous people because we yep. were on TV. Most famous people get famous, and then their biggest fear is that TMZ or somebody's going to go dig up their past yeah so they spend their whole lives trying to protect it instead of what we did was we said oh there's some bad stuff in there but yep. this is what christ did to redeem us and yep. i think that's been the difference i mean well not, it's not being because afraid. we believe that the reason we became famous is because god Raised decided us for us to be because fam- he's famous i'm not famous 
<laughs> so when people look, they're like, well, what's up with you? Well, that's why we point people to Jesus because we're like, well, this, right. is, this is what made us famous. I mean, because being forgiven for everything you've ever done wrong, having the the ability to live again, even though you die, that, 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 those are fame worthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's something you can't give to people, you know, because I'm like, well, how do you feel about celebrity? And look, I've told people like this, you know, who've asked me this. I would wait in line for no celebrity outside of Jesus. If you can't forgive me or if you can't come back from the dead, I don't really think you're that impressive. <laughs> That's it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right oh, now, yeah. If Jesus showed up, I'm like, I'll get in line for that. And you say, well, why? Well, because he, he raises dead men from the ground. That's right. And that's something to be famous that's, about. That's what uh, it's all yeah. about. To tie in with my point in 2 Corinthians 4, because I, I, um, this is a key issue with me, because every time I try to rally the troops, even at our home base, it, this is constantly coming up. People don't feel worthy to go out and share Jesus because they're going to be accused of being a hypocrite. And that's so they don't say anything. And the evil one wins because if you muzzle the declaration of Jesus, we're not doing our job here. But 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, because I think the Corinthians had, had this problem too. It says, verse 4, the God of this age, talking about Satan, little g, God, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. But then verse 5 says, for we don't preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord. It goes back to that same moment that Saul had when he was struck down. He said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm going to send you to, to share with people that there's forgiveness to be had and there's a place among the sanctified to turn you from the power of Satan to God. That that moment, and then he said, you, you repentance and you prove your repentance by your deeds. But it's the same thing we do now. You you finally realize it's not about me. It's not. I don't preach myself. I don't preach my old past sinful self. That's why I'm always a little bit when people get up and they say, "Well, I'm gonna share my testimony." That's great. I'm not against you sharing. You no, know, your past mistakes and how God redeemed you. But it's more about God's testimony because there's the cure. There's 101 different ways to screw up and have a lot of sins, you know, and to be shocked by that. But the power is that an innocent sacrifice was made on a cross by a person who can't be captured over death. That that That's what inspires people and, and turns them around. So he goes on to say, we have this treasure in verse 7 in jars of clay. And that's what we are. We're, we're brittle. We're, uh, you know have cracks, have mistakes as a jar of clay, but to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It goes back it all, to what it all starts, said, same, same concept. It all starts with that, the mind. You were taught, Ephesians 4.22, by the way, he starts just saying, I, I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles do and the futility of their thinking. It's about the mind. They're darkening their understanding, separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Again, the mind. Having lost all sensitivity, they've been given over themselves to 
sensuality, all this immorality you see, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. He goes on to say, and this Joseph is good for you. Verse 22, you were taught. If you weren't, you're being taught right now. With regard to your former way of life, okay, you've been a sinful guy, to put off your old self, which confirms what Jay said. You say you're dying to what once bound you, your sins. You're, you're dying to that and to live a new life at baptism. With your, your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and check this out, Joseph, to be made new, you say, where do we start? In the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self, and I know this is a shocker, Joseph, but here's what God wants for you, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness while you're on the earth. Show them Jesus by being like Jesus. You say, well, you can't do it if profanity is coming out of your mouth a half a dozen times in a day. You said, Jesus wouldn't do that. Well, what am I talking about? So the easy ones are like clean your mouth up. It's all in Ephesians 4, by the way. Joseph, take to get your Bible and start and read Ephesians chapter 4 from where I just read from. It's all in the mind that's why I wanted. I can't do what I don't want to do. I've got this thing living but in me. That's why God gives you, you know, a what spirit. a wretched. That's why He gives you a spirit. So once you change your mind, your body parts will follow. But unless there's a change of heart, which is your mind right here, you got to pump. That's your heart in your in your rib cage. You say, but your heart, your biblical heart, is your mind. You change that, Isn't and it everything funny with all the counseling going on in our society, just thinking all the drugs. We were talking about giving Prozac to your dog. Oh, yeah. That God gives us the greatest counselor Whew, of his spirit perfect. In, our, in our mind. What so, are you talking about? So I'll close out this podcast with a, more of a, not a question, but a comment from Kevin Hall. He said, God bless Al in his ongoing effort to redirect and keep these guys on track with the agenda <laughs> at hand. I like it. Yeah, you need Excellent. some prayer. That, well, Al, you're the right. oldest son. You sometimes <laughs> that's you... my job. We're playing quarterback. So uh, good stuff. Uh, Joseph, thanks for asking your question. Send us questions, uh, stuff about the Bible, stuff like this. It's uh, It allows us to be able to really dive in uh, to what the Bible says about real life stuff. So keep them coming. Uh, and We'll see you next time on Unashamed. We are so glad you're watching and listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. That's going to keep you up to date with all the new episodes, and it's also going to let other people find out about our podcast. So keep spreading the word and watching and listening to Unashamed with Phil Robertson.